Happy Hump Day, everyone. I am Brian O'Neill. And I'm Coach K. Together, we make up Queen City Poly, a podcast dedicated to discussing polyamorous relationships and other forms of ethical non-monogamy. Due to the explicit content of this podcast, we would advise you to listen with headphones or while you're in your vehicle. Or don't. I can't tell you what to do. Enjoy the episode. Hi, guys. Welcome to Queen City Poly. We wanted to give a little follow-up on episode 25 We received some cool feedback after it came out. So we just wanted to let you know what some other people were saying about what it means to be casual in a casual relationship or a nothing serious type relationship. Like, what does casual mean? Queen City Poly listeners said this. Casual to me means just being there and enjoying the ride. Not moving in anywhere with anybody. Not mixing finances, just going on dates and having a simple relationship that lasts however long, okay? Someone else said, to me, casual means I'm not looking to bring you home to my parents. I'm not looking for a nesting partner, and uh, which means you don't want to live with this person. I'm not looking for someone who wants to put a ring on it or make babies with me. To me, it's like a weird halfway point between friends with benefits and something a bit more serious. I like that answer. I, I feel the same way. That's what I, that's how I want to do casual is, you know, we don't need to take it to these other levels of living together, finances, babies, but I would like it to be a little bit more than just friends with benefits I think okay someone else says that they think that casual means with no expectations of commitments all right I respect that uh for me personally I don't I think we all make commitments in relationships and decide if those commitments uh, merit continuing the relationship and if you're engaged in some sort of sexual relationship then the commitment might only be you text me back in a reasonable time frame when I text you Um, the commitment you make could be when we're together you treat me with respect and nicely I think we all make commitments um But maybe they're talking about, I don't know, more in-depth commitments. So that's a simple answer we got. And then lastly, one of our listeners commented that to them, casual can mean anything from a non-nesting partner to a person to a person that I sleep with and give zero fucks about. So this is the whole thing, right? Um, We negotiating what casual or not serious means, there is this spectrum. Does it mean I don't want to marry you and have kids with you? 
Or does it mean this is purely a hookup, I don't care about you at all? Or is it somewhere in the middle? Different different things to different people. Thank you all for helping us answer that question and engaging with that content. We really appreciate it. Okay, now on to episode 26. We love emails. And this particular one I'm talking about today, this person kind of gave us a rundown of what they're going through in their relationship. They recently separated from their spouse due to a kind of incompatibility when it came to polyamory and ethical non-monogamy. And they were very conflicted because even though they feel very polyamorous and they feel like this is the true expression of of how they want to relate in a relationship, it's not the same for their separated partner, their separated spouse. And they've they've given it a valid shot. Um, They've tried different forms of ethical non-monogamy and they it's not making the other person happy so they've separated but walking away is really hard and you still have feelings for someone after years and years together and marriage even if you don't agree on this issue that wasn't an issue when you when you first started dating and got married monogamously right So we wanted to touch on the content of that email while keeping everything private, um, names and locations and genders and all that. And we wanted to just let the rest of our listeners in on how we responded to that email because I think we said some things that could resonate with more of our listeners that that may be going through similar breakups and separations. So here goes. When you're polyamorous, especially if it's a new identity for you, it can feel like the whole world is happily monogamous and you're just a weirdo. So, first off, for anybody out there who's struggling with a newly found polyamorous identity... I just want to remind you that you're not alone and that you're not a mythical creature for wanting to love more than one person at a time or for wanting to separate love from sexual exclusivity, right? You're very normal, even if it feels like no one else is polyamorous. We get into these groups and we're we're at work or we're in friend groups and it seems like everyone is just subscribing to monogamy and it's just not true. And when you dig deep into it and you start asking the question like where is you where's where's y'all's line? Like what do you consider cheating? Is it if you kiss another person? Is it if you watch porn? Is it if you have sex with another person? Is it if you you know, is is a massage parlor with a happy ending cheating? Is, is a prostitute cheating because you paid for it, so it's not really a certain type of sex? Like, where where is your line? Because, trust me, all of these monogamous folk, they have different lines. There's different things that are okay. Is you still being active on a dating app, even if you never meet anyone else, cheating? 
is it okay as long as you don't swipe if your profile's just still active, right? Like there's all these little lines and negotiations that happen even in monogamy. The monogamy is negotiated too. Can you flirt with someone else or is that just a big no-no? There are plenty of very monogamous people who do not sleep with other people who have various lines when it comes to how they negotiate that monogamy. So I know it seems like it's this binary polyamorous or monogamous or ethically non-monogamous or monogamous, but it's it's really a gray area and a spectrum and um, and it's not so simple and, and you're not alone. Next thing is I want to let anyone else experiencing this similar feeling that know that um that you're being very brave for being so honest with yourself about your feelings it takes a lot of courage to be honest with a person that you love and to be honest with yourself and say you know what i know i dated you monogamously i know i got married monogamously i know i made commitments but I've grown and I've learned things about myself and I just, I think that non-monogamy is truer to who I am and what I want to do with the rest of my life. Being honest with your partner is a very brave thing to do. And I applaud y'all for that. And then the next thing I wanted to say about this issue is that I'm sincerely sorry for anyone out there whose spouse may have explored non-monogamy, ethical non-monogamy with them, and it didn't resonate for that spouse, Uh, polyamory or another form of ethical non-monogamy. It is so painful to watch your spouse suffer while processing jealousy and trying to figure out where their boundaries are in terms of non-monogamy especially when they come to the conclusion that it's just not for them it's it's very hard to be the one that res that resonates with that lifestyle that's like oh my god this is who i was always meant to be and then you look over at this person that you love and they don't feel the same way. It's not, it's not working for them. And in this process of self-discovery, it's difficult to ask the right questions and get to the bottom of their discomfort with polyamory without pushing very valid boundaries that they may have about the issue. Um, but if this person explored in good faith with you or knows themselves well enough to say, no, I'm not comfortable with any of that, they don't They don't owe you any further conversation about why it won't work for them. As I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you know, we don't subscribe non-monogamy. This is a lifestyle that you should go into with enthusiastic consent. And no one owes you an explanation for why they want to be monogamous. They're allowed to want monogamy in whatever form that takes. That is a valid choice. Um, But it is a painful one when you discover years into a marriage or into a relationship that you are suddenly now incompatible in this way. The letter we received, you know, 
it was very obvious that there was a lot of love between them. And they had both seemed to put forth great effort to meet around this issue. Um, But it just didn't work between them. And for that, I have this to say. You're not making a big, the biggest mistake by separating. You can't change how you feel about love and sex, just as your spouse can't change how they feel about it. Um, I know separating from a long-term relationship, whether that be marriage or otherwise, feels like a failure. But you can't just go back in time before you thought about ethical non-monogamy. You can't go to that clinic that Jim Carrey went to in um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and get your memory erased. Like, you've experienced this. You know this about yourself now, and and you can't go backwards um, without compromising something. It's very sad that you've grown into two people that are less, far less compatible with one another than when you met and dated and married. Um, but that said, now is the perfect time to really learn how to love, give yourself a lot, lots of love and support. I can see that you want it to work so badly and that you love your spouse so much But all that wanting and desire for it to work is making you romanticize the the prospect of making it work. It's making you see with rose-colored glasses what it would be like to shrink yourself to fit with this person. Because, let's be honest, you would be denying a part of yourself that you just found and really identified with and love and want to explore further. You do want to explore this further. It's just tearing you apart that you can't do it with this person that you really love. And just because the truth is simple doesn't mean it's any less painful. But it's obvious that the two of you cannot honor the love you have for each other in a a relationship at this time with this kind of incompatibility. There are such things as mono-poly relationships where one partner is monogamous and their partner is polyamorous, but with the details given in this particular letter, uh, this, this monogamous person was not interested in that type of dynamic. And in order to take care of yourself, you would hurt your spouse and vice versa. But as I ramble on, I'm going to also say that this relationship is still worth celebrating. You can celebrate their relationship while you grieve that it's, that you've kind of lost it, right? Like you can celebrate what it was without needing to continue it in, in the form it was in when you first married. Y'all were together for many years and learned together, loved one another, 
and you departed when it was no longer a healthy space where you both could continue to grow. And I encourage all of you to, to really celebrate that. I don't think we celebrate it enough when people separate at a time when they're just, they realize that, that they're not making each other happy and that they're not growing together in the right ways and they're not supporting the best versions of one another, right? In the movies, it's always a clear choice. Love can conquer everything and all of that nonsense. But in the real world, sometimes we need to not be with people that we still love because they deserve more compatible partners, and so do we. It doesn't mean you don't love them. It means you love them so much that you're putting their needs above your comfort by stepping back. It means that you're taking good care of yourself and not letting yourself grow to resent the cage that that relationship would become if this really is a path that you want in your life, if this really is how you've come to learn that you love. Speaking from personal experience, I can say that I had a lot of guilt leaving my last relationship after eight years. Um, We'd grown apart, albeit not because of any sort of non-monogamy, that part was easy for us. but how I got through that guilt of, and I mean, we, it was a mutual decision. I, I didn't just, I didn't leave him. I wasn't the one to break it off. It was, it was very mutual. But I still felt a lot of guilt because I was dating someone after we split up, Mr. Brian O'Neill. And while we were still dating, I was, and so I, I just, I had a, a really great partnership and I felt a lot of guilt for my happiness while I moved on to the next chapter of my life. Um, and that person is still a very important person in my life. We're very good friends. But I had a lot of guilt about leaving that relationship. But what I can say is I want to invite you to want more for your monogamous partner or for your partner that doesn't want to do what you want to do, whatever that is, or doesn't want to live how you want to live. That partner deserves a partner or more multiple partners, depending on the situation. That, that, per, that partner deserves partners that are excited for monogamy. If it's a monogamous person. That partner deserves, in this instance, another partner that can share love in a way that they understand and that they want monogamously. They deserve to not feel like they're holding anyone hostage or that the reason you're not polyamorous in practice is them. That's that's not fair to do to somebody. Um, you're That partner deserves the next love in their life. And I sincerely think that you want that for them too. 
that's how I dealt with the guilt. I said, I want more for him. I, he deserves a partner that is excited about this aspect of a future with him or that aspect of a future with him that is compatible in these other ways that I just can't be. I want more for him than the partnership that I could provide. And, and then when you remind yourself of that over and over again, eventually you start saying those things towards yourself too. You say, yes, I love that person, but I love me too. And I deserve to have a partner or more than one partner that not only understands ethical non-monogamy, but really gets it and wants it too. I deserve a partner that's going to love this polyamory thing and, and identify and with this love style and what it means and we can work through our own jealousies with the same kind of script with the same kind of understanding about why we're doing this and and we understand each other in this very intimate way it's it's a non-monogamy or monogamy there it's a very basic principle in the way you give or receive love you can definitely be monogamous, happily monogamous, and you can be happily, happily non-monogamous, and then you can go back to being happily monogamous. Like there are people for which they've been very, they've been happy in various configurations at various times in their lives. There are people where it's just not a, a central part of their identity. But for a lot of people, it is a central part of of compatibility. And it is a basic way of, of how, how you view love, how you view commitment, how you view seriousness, how you view what marriage is. That These are big themes that a lot of people struggle with. In my own life, if Brian O'Neill found someone more compatible to be with, to share his life with than me, or someone and or someone that suddenly wanted monogamy and he wanted monogamy too. As hard as it sounds, I sincerely want him to be happy, even if it doesn't mean with me. It is heartbreaking to think of, to even think about. I would be devastated. It would break my heart. But it would break my heart more to know that he said no to that person and he's settling with me because he made a commitment to me. Or he feels obligated to me. That's how I love with the ethical non-monogamy and the polyamory. I, I do not want him here if he does not want to be here. Um, I don't want him here out of obligation and that's not to say anything negative about people who view love and obligation and duty in a different way. That's not how I personally love. And as far as I'm concerned and the way I love, the best give gift that I can give a loved one is my encouragement for them to be happy and whole and and love their life to the fullest whether that's with me or not and and that's just how I love
Um, so that 25 minute ramble to say, love your spouse or your ex, love yourself, grieve the end of this chapter, but honor the love you both shared, celebrate that experience that you had with them, and then honor that that beautiful life that you, piece of your life that you shared with them by living the rest of your life to the fullest and going after your greatest bliss. I think it's a great gift to give someone to say, you know what, we stopped this relationship when it was no longer making us the happiest it could and that allowed me to go find this other bliss in my life and I have nothing but love for our time together and I don't regret a thing. Want that for each other, want that for yourself. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I'm sorry it's a struggle. All I'm going to say now to end this in conclusion, episode 26 where Coach K alone without Brian O'Neill in the room answers a listener letter is I hope that our listeners and this listener in particular got value out of this response. Um, Brian O'Neill was definitely a part of the creation of this rant. He helped me write out the thoughts and we had long conversations about this, which we weren't recording. But we're multitasking today, so I took on the recording aspect of this episode. And we won't give y'all a chance to miss his voice too much. He will be back on episode 27. Have a good rest of your hump day, everyone. Meditate on that shit. That is our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed the content. Feel free to email us at queencitypoly at gmail.com for questions about polyamory or relationships in general. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and write us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Queen City Poly comes to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Special thanks to Charlotte-based artist Black Linen for lending us his track New Day, featuring Nige Hood from his album First Saga available on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Stream his latest album, Black Linen 3.0, on Spotify right now. You're welcome.